Let's go to Hebrews. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. I'm going to get you out of here quick. I couldn't believe 8 o'clock service. I was done at like 8.54. And then the 9.30 service, I was done at 10.44. I couldn't believe it. So I'm going to get you all out of here early. Amen. Hebrews 8, verse 6. If you're there, say amen. It says, but now he obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he also is the mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Today I want to preach a message called Because of His Birth. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you how you've already moved. Now, God, we thank you as you already moved through worship. Speak to me for these next 20, 25 minutes to your people. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. I'm going I'm to really zero in on three things that have taken place because of the birth of Jesus. And I want to tell you a, a story of mine. Um, I was probably four years old. Of course, most of you know I just turned 45 last week. And I want to thank you all, too. A lot of you shower me with, with cards and, and, and money and, and hats and shirts. So thank you all. From the bottom of my heart, I was overwhelmed, you know, um, um, by all of you sowing into my life. I so appreciate it. Thank you for valuing the gift that's on my life. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. But I remember uh, Christmas. I was four years old. And I'll never forget, my um, mom and dad sat me down and they began to explain to me that tomorrow was going to be Christmas Eve. But how many you know that when you're four years old, you don't hear the Eve part? All I heard was Christmas. And I got excited. It was December 23rd. So, of course, December 24th, I wake up, I open up every gift under the tree. Now... Check this out. I didn't hear the Eve part, but I knew what my name looked like back then, even at four. So, of course, anything that had my name on it, I opened it. So, of course, I opened up all these gifts, and then I run upstairs to tell my parents, thank you for the gifts. Took my big wheel up there, thanked them for the big wheel. And, of course, my dad and mom looked at me. They said, son, we told you it was Christmas Eve. But, again, when you four, you got an attention deficit. Can I get a witness up in here? Some of us, 44, got an attention deficit. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I grew up in the 70s, so, you know, that was a whooping. You know, you know, back then, you know, they didn't have time out. Come on, somebody. They took time out to whoop you. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> so, at the end of the day, I'll never forget that, amen. But, again, that was some 41 years ago. And here we are today, of course, Christmas Eve celebrating the gift of Jesus, amen, celebrating, amen, him on today. So let's get into this a little bit. So because of his birth, first thing is we have the gift of a mediator. I'm so grateful that we have a mediator. Look at this again, Hebrews 8, 6, it says, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he is also the mediator. Somebody say mediator. He is the mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. So here we are today. We have a better covenant established on better promises because now we have a mediator and his name is Jesus. The word mediator means that we have a middleman. Also, we, it means that he's an intercessor. So the Bible even talks about how he is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So here it is. God, here it is, was upset in the Old Testament at mankind because mankind could not live up to his standard. So here it is, he wraps Jesus up in the flesh 
has him coming to the earth so he can kind of get an idea of what you and I go through. Which let's stay in Hebrews. Look at Hebrews. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, but you know what, though? Look, before we go to the next Hebrews, look at Hebrews 12. Because again, with him being the mediator, not only do we have a better covenant and better promises, but look at verse 12. It says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Anybody know God has been, uh, been merciful to your unrighteousness? And that's because of Jesus being our, our mediator, our middleman. So it says, for I will be merciful to their righteous unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I remember no more. So in other words, he doesn't, you know, when I, when I grew up in church, they would make comments like, you know, because you did that, now God's going to get you. How many of you know God is not an I'm, I'm going to get you business? If God was in the I'm going to get you business, he'd be a busy man. Just with my life. Come on, somebody. And you know with your life. Somebody scream, but God. So he says that, that for I will, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I remember no more. Then it says, in that he says a new covenant. He has made the first one obsolete. Obsolete meaning that it no longer exists anymore. Because the, the first one wasn't good enough. We could not obtain it. Then it says, now what has become obsolete is growing old. And is ready to vanish away. So thank God we're no longer under the old covenant where we're sacrificing animals and for atonement of sins. Ultimately, God sends us not only the ultimate sacrifice, but he sends us a perfect sacrifice. A man named Jesus, of course. So, but go to Hebrews 4 because, you know, I believe that in order for Jesus to become our mediator, our middleman, our intercessor, he wraps himself up in flesh, comes into the earth, and then look what it says in verse 15. 4 and 15, it says, uh, for, it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet he was without sin. But see, this is the thing. Part of the reason why Jesus sympathizes with you and I, the reason why he sympathizes with humankind, humankind is because he got a chance to feel what me and you go through. Because the Bible, look at it again, it says that he was tempted at all points. He was tempted at all points. The word temptation meaning that pressure was applied to his flesh. Because no one is exempt from temptation. If you ain't been tempted, I got a word for you. Keep living. Because it's coming. That's why James 1.12 says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. People have asked me, well, pastor, now that I'm born again, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence, speaking in tongues, all that sound cute, you're still going to be tempted. You can fast for 40 days, you're still going to be tempted. You can exclude yourself from people, you're still going to be tempted. Why? Even though our sins have been washed away, we as human beings still have a sin nature. That's why Romans chapter 7 verse 18 said, there dwelleth no good thing in the flesh. We have to live our life saying, Lord, less of me and more of you. So it says, uh, 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 but let's go back to Hebrews. So, so it says, uh, for, for we have a high priest who, cannot, who, who, who sympathizes with our weaknesses. So in other words, when it says 
that he sympathizes, he has pity on us. Then it says, but was in all, somebody say all, points tempted as we are. So, Pastor, you mean to tell me even Jesus felt the temptation of lust? You better believe it. Pastor, you mean to tell me that, that even Jesus felt the temptation of greed? It said all points. You mean Jesus even felt the temptation of frustration? Absolutely. Even the Bible, when the disciples couldn't cast out a spirit, he said, how much longer must I suffer with you? In other words, he was saying, when y'all going to get it? How much more time do I really have to spend with y'all? The clock is ticking. So even Jesus, I'm going to do a series next year on the, the human side of Jesus. Because Jesus wasn't no joke. Come on, he going to temples, kicking over tables and calling people vipers. See, everybody think Jesus was just nice. This nice man. So you do a really in-depth study. Jesus was a trip a little bit. But he didn't sin. He didn't miss the mark like you and I. Amen? And I love the word because Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry but sin not. So he gives us permission to be angry. Amen? Because he knows we have emotions. But it says he was tempted at all points, but he sinned not, which means he didn't miss the mark. But the key is this, people of God, part of the reason why he became that mediator for you and I, that middleman, that intercessor, is because he was like, man, I feel what Reggie go through. I got a chance to see what Brian encounters on the daily. I, I understand uh, 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 what Daniel, some of the different, en the different uh, uh, enemies that come at him. I, I, I get it now because he was tempted at all points. So now here it is. He becomes a mediator. He becomes the middleman for you and I. So anytime God the Father is fed up with us, Jesus sitting at the right hand as the intercessor, as the middleman saying, wait a minute. Ain't that a blessing? That he's like, Jesus like, wait a minute, Father, you, remember I went down, death, burial, resurrection, my birth, I was birthed for this. I was birthed to go and feel what they go through as human beings. And I sympathize with them. I, I pity them because even though I didn't fall like them, I felt like it. <laughs> Come on. If he was tempted at all points, that means he thought about it. He didn't follow through like we did. Can I get a witness? Shoot, we thought about it. I'm going to do it. I'm putting it on my calendar. Can I get a witness up here? Anybody going to tell the truth today? The Bible even said in John 8, 32, the truth will set you free. Come on, let's keep it 100. We was all stuck on stupid and parked on dumb. Can I get a witness up here? Crazy. I don't know about you, but I know me. I need a mediator. I need a middleman. I need an intercessor. Come on, somebody. I need somebody sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me, saying, don't kill him, Father. Look at your neighbor and say, I need a mediator. I need a middleman. I, I, I need Jesus to keep interceding because I might go in here on Monday at work and chew somebody out. I might go ham up in here. Oh, y'all, hey, you can act saved up in here if you want to. A lot of us up in here, we saved, but we ain't delivered all the way. Did I, did I say it right? All the way. That's why I love Philippians 1, 6. He said, a work I begun, I completed. In other words, we're all a work in progress. There it is right there. Be confident of everything that he who has begun a work. How many know he's begun to work in you? 
I know you're not all the way completed, but, but he's already begun to work. Matter of fact, he's already completed it because of the blood, because of the middleman, because of the intercessor. He already sees you whole. He already sees you complete. Anybody hear what I'm saying on today? Anybody here know you a new creature in Christ? All things are passed away. Paul, all things have become new. So he said, a work I'll be gone. I'm going to complete it. Look at that. Verse 6. He said, then it says, he who has begun a good work in you, he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the mediator. Thank God. See, in the Old Testament, they didn't have a middleman. Come on, somebody. In the Old Testament, they didn't have an intercessor. That's why in some cases back in the Old Testament, God was just done with you. He would quit you. Can I get a witness up in here? Just be done. I'm done with you. Like Saul. I'm, I'm done. Where David at? Let me find somebody that at least when they make a mistake, they'll repent. Can I get a witness up in here? That's what caused Saul to be exempt. It's because he never wanted to own nothing. And so Jesus was like, well, he took, well God tells Samuel, go, go to Jesse's. I got a king. David, he ain't perfect, but he's going to give a perfect effort when it comes to my kingdom because Saul don't want to own nothing. Every time something go down, he's looking around, talking about who, me? But you better stay away from folk like that that don't want to own nothing. I always say what we don't confront, we can't conquer. What we don't identify, we can't crucify. At least if you messed up, at least own it. Then God, like, I got something to work with because at least they see they a mess. So number one, because of his birth, we have a mediator. I could stay on that for the rest of the day, but because of time, I'm moving to my next point. Next point is we not only have a mediator, but we have the gift of redemption. He is a gift of redemption. The word redemption means the act of saving, free from sin. I like this one. The word redemption, the gift of redemption means vindication, rescued and cleared. So, pastor, are you telling me because I gave my life to Jesus that I've been vindicated, cleared and rescued? The word redeemed means that basically you've been vindicated, which means all your lust charges have been dropped. All your lying charges have been dropped. Come on, somebody. The minute you gave your life to Jesus, you don't have to live in your past because Philippians 3.13 says, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me and I'm pressing toward the things that are before me. I cannot experience the promises of God if I'm still living in yesterday. So he redeemed us, vindicated us. All your charge. Pastor, you mean to tell me that abortion I had 29 years ago? That I've been vindicated, you repented, which means you've had a change heart, a change mind. Which word repent means that there's been a shifting in your perception. You see things a lot different now than you saw them 29 years ago. So you don't have to live in the pain of yesterday. You have been forgiven. Come on, somebody. He remembers your sins no more. Anybody know you've been redeemed? Then made some mistakes. I know you made a mistake because Romans 3.23, please put it up. 
Romans 3, 23. Don't, don't come in here bougie at my 11.30 service. It says for all. Somebody scream, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm grateful for the mediator, the middleman. I'm grateful that I've been redeemed, that I've been vindicated of some fornication charges. Adultery charges. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. <laughs> That's why I get excited. Sometimes I come down here because I'm excited. I'm celebrating the fact that I've been vindicated. And what I love about even our natural laws is once you've been vindicated of something, even if they find more evidence, you can't be brought back up. Those same that you can't be brought back up on that same uh, 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 not guilty verdict. We all know OJ did it. We be having debates. Can I get away? We be at work having debates. We got about two people out of 21 full-time staffers. Two of them still believe OJ didn't do it. <laughs> Evidence overwhelming. Overwhelming. But we all know in this room he was vindicated. Now when he went to, what was the next thing he had to go to after no, he not lost. Well, we know he in prison now because karma kicked in. But that's a whole nother topic. No, what's that called when they, you go back a year later and they they sue you and civil? Anybody watch the civil? I watched that. I was like, dang! They found more hair. They found more blood. They found more gloves. I'm just playing. <laughs> Somebody say overwhelming. But we all know if it don't fit. <laughs> I don't even need to say the rest. I rest my case, if you will. <laughs> but I say all that to say, he got vindicated. How many of us have done some things that we're not proud of? And you know that you know that you know you deserve the judgment of God. But you got vindicated. Somebody scream vindication. You're still standing because you've been vindicated. You're still standing because you've been rescued because we serve a merciful God. Put up Lamentation 3. 22. Lamentation 3.22. And, and, and we're going to move. It says, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Do you realize you have not been consumed because of the mercies of God? Mercy meaning he gave us what we didn't even deserve. Then it says, because his compassions fell not. Next verse. This is where I want to go right here. Then it says, uh, 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 they are new. Somebody say new. They're fresh every morning. What's fresh? What's new? His mercies. Great is your faithfulness. He's faithful to us when we're not even faithful to him. That's part of the redemption plan where he vindicated us like we've never done it. Put up 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's part of his redemptive plan. So I'm going to send this mediator into the earth. 
He's going to be tempted just like you all. He's not going to fall, but I'm going to let him feel what you feel so that he will have sympathy with you, that he will pity you. Matter of fact, I'm going to make him become sin for you, even though he never sinned, that you might be the righteousness of God. So when people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace, I say, no, I'm his righteousness. He became sin for me. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Uh-huh. I, 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 I was created in his image and his likeness. I, I've taken on his God nature, even though I still have a sin nature. But when it's all said and done, Jesus became that mediator. He became that perfect sacrifice for you and me. He knew not sin, but became sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God. That's part of the redemptive plan. So because of his birth, we have a mediator. Because of his birth, we have a redeemer. And the last thing, because of his birth, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit, amen? Put up John 14, 16. John 14, 16. Can you put this up in the King James Version? Look at this, John 14, 16. It says, and I will pray the Father, this is Jesus, and he shall give you another comforter. Somebody say comforter. That he may abide with you forever. So he said, I'm going to send you. I'm not going to leave you helpless and hopeful. Not all, all of, number one, I'm going to send you a mediator. I'm going to send you a middleman. I'm going to send you somebody that can sympathize with you. And then I'm going to even use him through his birth to redeem you, to vindicate you. And when I make my move back to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Then it says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth in you. Somebody say he lives in you. So it says he dwelleth in you and you shall be, and, and then it says, and, and shall be in you. So now we have the comforter, the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Please put up Romans 8 and 11, uh, King James Version. Look at this real quick. Look at this real quick. Romans 8 and 11. Check this out. Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 11. It says, but if the spirit of him, somebody say of him, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. So he said, listen, through his birth, I'm a have him be a mediator, a middleman. Number two, I'm going to redeem you through him. You're going to be vindicated, rescued, and cleared of all your charges. And number three, because I got to go back and sit at the hand of the, sit at the right hand of the Father, I'm going to leave you a comforter. Matter of fact, I'm going to leave something that's going to quicken your mortal body. Because in your mortal body, you sorry. In your mortal body, you can't get the job done. In your mortal body, you're limited but I'm going to quicken you with my Holy Spirit. Do I have anybody in the building today that knows that because you are a believer and that you have a mediator and that you've been redeemed, that the Holy Spirit 
that his presence is living on the inside of you. And see, I love this. Tomorrow we're going to open up our gifts. We're going to open up our presence. And I think that's great. I have no problem with that. I'm not one of those people that's super spiritual, that I'm no earthly good. I believe that's great that we're going to sit around the tree, tree symbolizing a tree that Jesus hung on for us, that he got off the tree. There's a light on the tree which speaks that he's the light of the world. See, that's why the joke is really on a lot of unbelievers because they're going to be right there celebrating with us. Because they all got a tree in their house with some lights wrapped around it. And I love me some Philippians 2.11 because it says every knee shall bow. Don't get me started. Please put it up there. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our God, the Father. So one way or another, they're going to bow. I know they're going to be bound by that tree tomorrow. That's a whole nother topic, though. Let me end it with this. I love how it says that we've been quickened. Somebody say quickened. He has quickened us with his comforter, the Holy Spirit. Not only is he a mediator and a redeemer, but he's given us the, the, given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to allow us to do the supernatural. That's why when you do different things, and people be like, man, you look like a genius doing that. You'd be like, you don't know, no, that was the Holy Ghost. That was the Holy Spirit that quickened me, gave me that idea. Come on, I'll be stupid to tell you and we'll be 12 next week as a church and if I was up here to tell you that it was because of my intellect and my articulate abilities I know I'm so limited I lean so much on the Holy Ghost I can't wait for the Holy Spirit to quicken me to give me an idea it quickens me and gives me messages it quickens me and tells me don't do that don't go that way anybody ever been quickened and because we've been quickened by the Holy Spirit, we're here at the 1130 service giving homage to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because you were quickened. You're here saying, you know what? I got to get to the church and celebrate the great I am because he is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is Alpha. He is Omega. Somebody give God a praise in this place. I'm at the point of my life, I lean and I depend on that gift called the Holy Spirit. When you open up those presents tomorrow, give God praise, absolutely. But even thank him more for his presence that quickens your body, that calls you to say, what must I do to be saved? And because now that you're saved, you got a mediator. You got a middleman. You got an intercessor in heaven that's pleading your case to the Father. Been redeemed, vindicated from charges that should be brought back up. Somebody screamed, but God. Then sent down his Holy Spirit to quicken your mortal body so that it could be there to aid you and assist you. Because I've learned this. One couple of things the Holy Spirit does, it causes me and you to walk in victory. Number two, it helps us face challenges. Because then when you need a game plan, you can have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And the last thing is this. Part of the reason why he quickened you with the Holy Spirit 
is so that you wouldn't quit. All of us in here have hit walls and have had challenges, but quitting is not on our radar because of the one that lives on the inside of us. Mm, as MC Hammer would say, I'm too legit to quit. <laughs> hey, hey, too legit. Come on, somebody. I got too much God in me to even consider throwing a towel in. People have asked me, Pastor, still in these 12 years, have you ever thought about quitting ministry? Absolutely not. Have I been discouraged? You better believe it. Have I experienced some disappointment? You better believe it. I like the term that these millennials use, but I keep on grinding because I've been quickened. Anybody been quickened by the Holy Spirit? And that gift keeps ticking on the inside of you. So at the end of the day, because of his birth, we have a mediator. Because of his birth, we have a redeemer. Because of his birth, we have that gift called the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, come on, stand to your feet. I want you to hold hands with your neighbor there. We don't normally do that, but as we're closing the year out, I want to pray for you. Pray for your family. Father, in Jesus' name. I cover every family here today. Father, I pray your peace over every family. You said in Philippians 4, 7, you said you would give us peace that surpasseth all understanding. I pray peace over this house even right now, over your people. I pray even today and tomorrow will be drama free. I speak that over this house even right now and over your people, oh God. That we will keep a smile on our face. Because we've come to the conclusion that we've not only been redeemed but we have a mediator. And then you gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I thank you that even these next few days, we will reflect on that, that we will pay homage to you, that we will celebrate you, how you've preserved us and how you kept us. You preserved us because you preferred us, that even before we entered our mother's womb, you said you separated us for such a time as this. So, Father, I ask that you cover families in this house. Lord, I thank you that even 2017 will be our greatest year as we close out 16. We thank you for 16, but we're ready to march into 17. So, Lord, I just pray right now that you cover your people. You said in Psalm 91 and 7, a thousand would fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come nigh unto us. I pray divine protection over your people as we close out this year. Now, Father, we thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a big praise in this place. Somebody scream, I've been redeemed, vindicated, rescued, my God in heaven.